You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to episode four. In today's episode, we're going to talk about black and white, macabre, absurd, comedy, go down death, and John watched... OXV The Manual, a philosophical, mathematical, scientific romance. Sounds delightful. This is 9 to 5 Goes to Fantasia episode four. Um... I'm going to start off by talking about Go Down Death, a sure. movie that I watched, and it's uh, it's pretty short, 88-minute runtime, mm-hmm. and I will say that it managed to be entertaining for most of those 88 minutes, which is definitely saying, not nothing. saying something, was not <laughs> boring. However, I have very little to say about it because it just seems like an intentional, absurdist mess. Um, the film is black and white. Like, Have you ever watched old black and white movies that seem funny? Um, because they're out of context. Like, if you watch, like, an old-timey black-and-white thing from, like, the 30s or, like, an early cinema, and it's just, like, those shots linger too long, and people just have, like, shifty eyes and stuff, and you're just like, hee-hee, look at this crappy filmmaking. Like, uh-huh. it's that on purpose. So, you know, more absurd. But it's, it's done smart? Sort of. It's done yeah. smart, and then there's, like, there's always, like, these explosions that are just, like, a camera shake, and then, like, the room is destroyed. Like, there's no actual, like transition well, between... Like they'd stop the film running and then move stuff on set and then it started... Started up again. Yeah. It'd be like, boom! Yeah. And then everything is trashed and whatever. So, there's a lot of, like, a lot of stuff like that. The um, actor changes in the middle of it. Like, like a doctor's talking to a little kid and then the actor who's playing the doctor just changes and the little kid's like, you're not Dr. So-and-so. And the doctor's like, oh, but I am. And then for the rest of the movie, it's that new actor playing the doctor. Right. Like, so the kid draws attention to the fact that he just switched out actors. It sounds like the, the missing real gag from um, the Grindhouse movies. But, like, even more so, because the character says, you're not my doctor. <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, yeah, I am. And they're like, I guess so. Okay. So there's a lot of really weird, like, dialogue. Like, that's, a, like, a prime example of the dialogue. Um, mo- like, I'd say if there was a motif about the film, it, it is, as in the title, it's about death. It's, uh, like, there's a lot of importance placed on... Uh, like wh- what happens when you die not in terms mm. of like the afterlife but like having an actual grave for instance and being like having respect in after your death and stuff and okay. like the weight of a person and how they're remembered and it, the whole entire framing device for this is a fictitious author whose complete works total six pages and that includes annotations <laughs> And that the whole entire film is based on. So they're like, obviously, we took some liberties because he only wrote six pages. <laughs> and like, that's like right in the opening of the film. And you're like, right. what the fuck is this? It's so funny. Okay. I'd say it's funny. And like I said, I, I would, it's, it's a little hard to like give a glowing recommendation to it because it's right, really right. not that accessible. But it's also... If it, if it was just like funsies for 80 minutes, that ain't so bad. Yeah, like, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But it's also... But it's not... It's so strange that it's not even accessible funsies. You have to be okay. in a kind of in a mood to watch weird black and white things that may or may not have a point and may or may not have a payoff. Okay. And then uh, and then it goes. 
Yep. That's a go down death. When does it screen? Sorry. You had the. Uh, I'm gonna have to pop yeah. it open. It's screening again, I think. I seem to remember seeing that there were two dates. I don't know. It doesn't say in the page that I have in front of me. It doesn't say the dates. Oh, no, it doesn't. Either way, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a, if you're into maybe looking for the like art more. I, I guess like artistic but fun. Okay. Nine to five approved. I All suppose. Right. And now OXV, when the, you the manual the you you talked about. They talked about comparisons to Primer, and you said in the first couple of minutes that you were watching it, you were like, oh shit, there's actual yeah. comparisons to Primer. So, so actually, there was a couple of comparisons that I heard talking about this movie, and I kind of hate talking about movies in terms of comparisons, because it feels like you're like cheating on actually having to describe something as a film reviewer. But um, in this particular okay. case... Point it's a frame of reference. Sure, okay. So think like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind right. meets Primer. Okay. That's kind of this movie. Like, it's seriously like, like a smart romance story with tons of sci-fi elements but it has that like um indie filmmaking like dry tone of primer okay so and i don't know if that, that doesn't sound super glowing but honestly like in five minutes of watching this i was like okay where are you guys going with this thing and then 10 minutes i was like i'm in the hands of a master <laughs> it was like it was <laughs> Who's, who did this film? um so it was written and directed by darren paul fisher okay does he have any other credits that we've yeah, heard doesn't, of or? Uh, doesn't really think so or i don't really think so okay um but so, like, here's basically the story. Um, in this sci-fi universe, people have a thing called frequency, which can okay. be measured. Okay. And if your frequency is high, you're gonna have good luck in your life. Things will just work out for you. Okay. All over the like, you know, you'll walk up to a train station, the train will just happen to be pulling in. You'll like get want... parking spaces. Yeah, little little shit like that. Okay. And then if your frequency is low, the exact opposite happens, and you'll you'll never get parking spaces, the train is always running late, all kinds of stuff like that. And people with high frequency tend to associate with other high frequency people and low frequency people associate with, with other low frequency people. Yeah, you so, don't want someone fucking bringing down your luck, right? Like, right, exactly. And, and furthermore, there is a kind of like conflict that happens between the energy that these people radiate where it'll cause very adverse effects. So here's the start of the film is that there's this guy, so there, there's this school which is only for incredibly intelligent, gifted students. So everybody at the school is a super genius, and they all have names like like Sir Isaac Newton and, and <laughs> Einstein and whatever. Like, okay. all the kids are named like that. Okay. I don't get why. And then they um, there's these two of them. who's a girl who is ultra-high frequency and a guy who is ultra-low frequency. Okay. But they're both incredibly gifted, intelligent people. Okay. And their frequencies are so mismatched that if they spend more than a minute in each other's presence per year, the world could fall apart. So they, like, chat with each other for a minute, and then if they're, they're, like, just at the cusp of reaching 60 seconds, and, like, an airplane drops a bunch of luggage out of the sky right where the low-frequency guy was standing yeah. as he's, like, running away. And then another time, like, an earthquake starts happening because they're close together for too long. Okay. Obviously, the guy falls for the girl. Because that, that's what happens when you meet someone for a minute a year. That you're not allowed to... Well, he observes her from afar, you know? And okay. The, the, can, they, can they, like, talk on the computer or whatever? Or? Yeah, then it doesn't come up. Okay. <laughs> it's like can they but, be on a phone call yeah. you're like nope they don't deal with that one minute a year it doesn't come up but okay. you get a lot of these little like scenes where it's just that, like the, they're meeting that year you know yeah yeah and, um, and so the, this like romance develops between them and then he finds a way for them to spend more time together to mess with the frequency okay so <clears throat> that's that's kind of like what the thing is about in general okay 
And uh, that's maybe the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie, and then it takes these, like, crazy-ass sci-fi twists and turns after that. Okay. Recommendation? Sounds... sounds... Super high. Super high recommendation. Like, I know I didn't, like, describe it super good here. I know it (laughs) didn't sound wonderful, but it's just, like, incredibly smart. I don't know if you remember watching Primer, where you're like, oh, man, something real cool is going on in front of me. Like, you can feel... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my favorite... I mean, this is... Not about Primer, but just really quick. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about Primer was the uh, displacement from time travel. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, the smartest take on time travel. Like, yeah, if you travel back in time, you don't – you're not in the same spot because the Earth is moving. Yeah. So it's, like, they had to calculate that in. But it's just, like – it's just sort of, like, smart – I don't know if this film is, yeah. like, echoing that, like, smart sci-fi where you're, like, if you think about something – yeah. It, it it addresses it. Do you remember? I forgot what the movie was you were talking about, where people talked sci- sci- sciences and it was Dead like fair. shitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in this one, people talked sciences. You could tell it wasn't great, but it was the same as in Primer, where like it's not perfect, but you know they pull it off. Okay. So so you're it's like a little more believable science yeah, you, talk. You give than... it the pass. Anyway, the the romance in this is delightful. The acting is outstanding from all of the characters. It sounds like is there like a bit of a comedy element? It sounds like there it's is. It's incredibly funny. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm just saying, like, even just like the like the zany thing that happens if they get near getting close to the minute. It sounds yeah. like it's funny. It's very very zany. I don't know if um, you remember there was a, a British film about this guy who is incredibly bored and he stops time and looks at girls naked. Uh, it was a sh- short change or something like that, small change, you know, whatever. It had that that, that kind of like dry British wit to it. So okay. anyway, I'm going to say glowing recommendation. And, and so, and where Thanatomorphose was perhaps not a date movie, this sounds like a this, good date this movie. Is, like if if the girl you are taking on a date to this movie it loves it, she's got a brain in her head, and you should probably marry her. Or <laughs> it's so, like, this is an actual date movie yeah, as opposed to a real date. Like I hate I hate romance movies, and right. I loved every minute of this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk some spoilers. Spoilers. I just have to be quiet for a second. These are the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, right. spoilers. So, what? so, um... Go down death? Is there anything to spoil in go- <laughs> Sounds random as hell. I guess so. Like, I can, I can spoil a few things. Just, okay. like, for the sake of spoiling a few things. Because we have this section. Um, like, right at the end, everything is old-timey, but then right at the end, just for no fucking reason... And I guess this ruins the ending of the film because yeah. it's the only ending that the film has. It's just it's a contemporary dinner party mm-hmm. with, and I think maybe with some of the actors who are in the film, okay. who are then just like talking about exposing themselves as men and that you could do that like in the past, and mm-hmm. then now it's socially unacceptable. <laughs> and you're just like watching this like really weird conversation, and then it cuts to like this is the reason I'm giving this as a spoiler. So try to imagine these weird old timey bits that are about yeah. death, and there's like a guy who gets like blown up and stuff. Um, and then it cuts to this contemporary dinner party, and then it's two ladies talking about uh, the, the the new boyfriend of one of them. Okay. And she's like, I don't know, you know, like he's uh, he's like a little shy and stuff like that. And they're like, I think that shy people aren't intelligent. And then they were like, Well, is it the sex? Like maybe the sex is bad. And then he's yeah. like, No, like I think he was abused as a child. And they're like, Well, that's pretty common. And he's like, Yeah, I just I think I can do better. And then the film ends. <laughs> that's how it ends. And you're like. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, like of all the weird moments, this like suddenly, like the entire, like so let's say seventy first minutes of the film take yeah. place in what I suppose you're supposed to believe is like the 1930s or so. Okay. And then it just cuts to this scene of like a weird dinner party about exposing yourself, and then cuts to two characters from that scene just talking about a guy, <laughs> and then it's like credits, and the credits happen like in complete silence with just like white names on black background. Amazing. Like, and you're like. All right, I guess that's that. Like, <laughs> and that's like if that sounds. I mean, like that is technically spoiling the ending. But if yeah. that sort of thing sounds like something you'd want to watch, 
That's what I'm talking it about. It's super wacky. Like I, it is really. You know, it's it's pretty wacky. Is and it then, charming and endearing? And it's sort of. Yeah. Like I almost like kind of want to watch it again to see if maybe like I missed something, but like I'm sure I didn't because it's really random. Like one of the other bits that I really liked is the opening film, opening scene where there's like a guy singing like a slow bluesy song, uh-huh. but the bluesy song is like like I've only loved a hundred thousand times and all of my love was wonderful. And I'm a young man with my whole life ahead of me, but I don't want to die this way. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> like, everything's hyper-positive about the song, but like, yeah. it sounds like a bluesy song. Like, It's very weird. There's... Oh, I can't even... There's a, a bunch of really weird little scenes that are so, like sort of connected because a lot of the characters come back because there's a little little boy named Butler okay. who they're, they're trying to like get him a better job or something but he does all these different jobs and then occasionally a lot of people end up speaking in rhyme mm-hmm. like they just sort of like launch into like v- sort of poetry and th- it just keeps bouncing around all over the place and I don't really know like, what the point is I kind of want to talk to Andy Andy sh- we could probably sh- set that up maybe let's we'll try and figure it out and just to be like Yo, guy, was there a point, or are you just digging around? Yeah. Because there doesn't really have to be a point, I guess. Anyway, so yeah, that's how the film ends. All right. Well, I guess watch it. It's a spoilers for OXV. Okay. So this movie twists and turns. Like I, I mentioned a whole big plot thing up there and about their, topsy their frequency turvy. going. It's topsy-turvy. And um, here's twist number one. So the way that he figures out how to get their resonance to like not conflict with each other is to say, like, is to say words that alter like the sound that he makes with his mouth alters the frequency of the resonance that's coming out of people around him so he finds this way to generate these words to alter the flow of people's resonance so he's able to like continue talking to her by having this machine called the OXV the manual Mm. that like tells him words that he can say to like be able to stay in her presence and then his resonance starts rubbing off on her and like takes away her luck and adds to his so that it balances out between the two of them. Right. And then they and then they go to investigate this, and they get hired by these other scientists who are also trying to investigate how to modify people's frequency. Mm-hmm. And they figure they'll make this this thing called OXV to like change people's frequency. And then they realize that some of the words that they use can give you can allow you to alt- utter commands to people, and they have to follow them. It's like you you take control of their destiny by using these words. And then this government organization shows up and they're like, how did you know about the words? <laughs> we've, we've controlled civilization since the dawn of time with these words. <laughs> and then, they, then they, they try and find a way to stop because people discovered how to use the words, like the guy who made the manual, the main character, right. the, the government is like, well, no, if the secret of this gets out, people are going to run around controlling each other all the time. It's going to be total chaos in civilization. So we have to find a way to stop this. And then right. another thing happens, like it just like keeps going and going and going, getting crazier and crazier. While these two, while this couple is still trying to like be in love. Yeah, trying to sort it out. So it does, it does like falter a little bit in the third act because it, it like seems to like get away from itself a little bit with all this like topsy turviness. But I, I still think the movie totally delivers. Okay. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I can. I guess I can even say the, what the end was. Good. Yeah, they like um, somebody figures out how to utter the words. How to, he like figures out the pattern to make up the words to control people around him. So he sorts it out in his head, and now he can just walk around and control anybody. He's essentially God because he's figured out the, like... It's so crazy, this movie, man. It's, like, (laughs) all the fuck over the place. But, like, it hits all the right points in terms of sci-fi, like, making, like, a little change to the world around us and, like, 
giving you something to think about how your life is and how you interact with other people. It's just like such a clever movie. I'm I'm so, I'm so pleased with it. Cool. Yeah. Like right. I really I really think you should check it out, Sarah. Do do that. We'll do that. Just we'll watch it. Yeah. All right. I will do so. Awesome. Uh, do you have any other closing comments? Oh, I'm good, man. People, go see OXV. It was great. And I get <laughs> go see OXV, and I I guess go down <laughs> death if you're. You got nothing. Hey, man. Come got on. Nothing we can, to do we, can we can promo stuff and just like it's the same thing as with like Phenotomorphous. Like yeah. at the end, I was like, look, if you want a real fucking challenge, go check it out. Yeah. You can say the same thing. About exactly, this. but it's not even that challenging. Yeah. It's just zany nonsense for eighty-eight minutes. It's okay. That might be about something. Might not yep. be. Uh, all right, so what do we have coming up coming next? Up next, we got The Missionary, which I saw and you did not. And then we got The Machine. The Machine, which we both saw. Yay, It's machine, been a while since we've done a double. It, it's true. It's been hard for me to get out there for work. Okay. Um, all right, so, yeah, visit us at 9to5.cc slash Fantasia. Follow us at 9to5.cc or at 9to5cc on Twitter. And just go to a bunch of Fantasia movies. And if you see us around, say hi. Yeah, We're very I'll, nice. I'll totally high-five you. We're kind. I won't, though. I'm a germaphobe. That's not actually true. I'm on Facebook and uh, also follow us on Twitter we're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter so uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays probably uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays we have a new comic in 95 Illustrated every Wednesday a new podcast every week usually on Thursday it's either going to be a 90S or a Go Plug Yourselves and on Fridays we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott and uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope alright thanks 9to5.cc we're not working why should you thanks for listening